0: I like to joke about the man box, which is like, you can only be a man if you fulfill these certain qualities and you stay within this mm-hmm. this square of like, you're in your man box and you're safe in the man box. And something about, for some men, about going near feminism is is a step out of the man box. The most important thing any white feminist can do is educate herself and listen and engage with the experiences of women of color without silencing them. Because sometimes
1: as white ladies, we just have to shut the fuck up. I hate Katy Perry. I hate Natalie Portman. (laughs) This is rape! This is rape! This is rape! Relax
0: Relax your arms. It's relaxed. Stop fighting with me. It's relaxed. Stop
2: fighting with me. Stop fighting. All
1: right. Okay. I'm not fighting.
0: Part of feminism is the freedom to let other women make choices you don't necessarily understand. So while you may not want to walk out with like tape like Xs on your nipples and booty shorts, that may be the strong feminist choice for another woman and even if you can't imagine yourself in her shoes, part
1: of your job as a feminist is just to support her. No sex. Ah!
0: Last earth, there's Lex Jurgen, as always, in flank by Matt Ralston. Like wealthy Democratic donor Ed Buck, young black mm. men keeps winding up dead in Matt's West Hollywood apartment. <laughs> Unlike <laughs> Buck, who engaged in binge nights of sex and drugs, Matt skipped the drugs. That's a were you part of the? Uh, how far away do you, by the way, do you live from the the, the apartment where he kills all the young black guys? Like
2: 50 feet? Do you really? <laughs> 50 yards, I guess. Did you
0: see the protest?
2: No, there's a, a, I don't really drive down that street. It's a block over.
0: You know how we uh, we talked about last week how there hasn't been like a Black Lives March like in a long time. Mm -hmm. They actually marched against Ed Buck. I don't know if you saw that. The
2: first time a black fuck boy died in his house, they they marched.
0: Oh, really? Like a year ago, you mean? Yeah.
2: And now the same thing happened. I would think they'd be twice as angry, if not more exponentially more, really, because now it's like a
0: pattern. Uh, the weird part was that the uh, the first guy seemed to be a clear l- rent boy. This, the second guy was older. I think he was in his 30s. And also, he has a roommate there in West Hollywood who was like an Italian uh, visitor of some kind. Uh, who's seen on, on, on the up and up. It claims that he never once saw him do drugs or any kind of drugs ever. So is it possible he was like a newbie and Buck got him into the... Into the drugs and he just didn't, you know, it was like a, he was a first timer. It's possible, I guess. I don't know. Low on rent. And he went over there and Ed Buck did his thing and the guy died. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you
2: initiate yourself into drugs by shooting up meth. I
0: did you see the, the reports of the first guy, though? Uh, Jamel, whatever his name was, from like a year and a half ago. He wrote in his journal how Ed Buck was responsible for his first uh, crystal meth injections.
2: Yeah, I was reading in some kind of article, I can't remember, during the first guy who died of uh, meth at Ed, Ed Buck's house. Ed Buck this. Um, <laughs> fuck my buck. First go around. Yeah, can we get some t-shirts? Um, I guess his thing is, so he does meth, obviously. But he 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 gets off on watching other people get real fucked up on meth and tweaking out.
0: Does the old I don't know how, understand how this works. You've been involved in more relationships like this. Does the old rich guy actually do the drugs as well? Or yeah. Does he but just feed him to the young boy.
2: I think it's akin to like if you had a kegger and you wanted to like get some girls buzzed. You know, you, yes. you'd have a couple drinks, but you're not. You, maybe you're not doing all the shots and everything
0: you think he does like the fake shoot up where you should have like sugar <laughs> sugar solution or something like come on man another shot let's do shot for shot look like, come on pussy and he's got like he has got like the non-alcoholic beverage and the other guy's got the speedball.
2: I don't know I, it seems hard to it seems so so uh, breaking bad in terms of how to engineer that like you gotta really know what you're doing like to me when I think of shooting up meth, I'm like, I don't, I have no idea how that works. Like, if you told me right now to shoot up meth, I'd be like, I don't, I can't, yeah. I don't know what to do. I think do. he
0: has a, a whole kit there and he has a pro, like a program and a process for all these guys who come over and he knows exactly, I mean, he seems to know exactly what he's doing. I, I mean, I say that the two guys have died, but I assume there's been hundreds of guys there before. So it's a routine, it's a routine he does.
2: Well, anytime someone, and, and I would apply this to, you know drinking absinthe or doing shots of Bacardi 151 or instead of smoking pot it's like okay now I have this contraption that costs $200 that's not enough now I'm gonna fill a a five gallon bucket with water and cut a milk jug (laughs) and like at a certain point it's like dude why is it not enough to get fucked up like why you can get as fucked up if you apply yourself on Bud Light uh, so he
0: like he like he basically likes the dudes he likes the dudes like crawling around the floor basically out of their minds it's kind of his thing like, i think that's his thing fetal position like it's uh, just zoned out of their minds and he just does weird cosby shit to them yeah that's that's the impression i get i mean he's <laughs> I he makes their hearts explode here's how i know he doesn't here's how you know a guy doesn't do anything he's listed as democratic donor in every story. Like, he hasn't actually had a job for 30 years. So he's just, he just, he made a lot of money in the 80s on this insurance, some kind of insurance scam business. Yeah. And I mean, he made millions and millions of dollars. And then I guess he just invested money and made millions more. And then he just donates money to the high profile Democrats, uh, m- mostly gay, I assume, or other Democrats. But he doesn't, he's just a Democratic donor. He <laughs> just described his Dem- Democratic donor, Ed Buck. Like, I know. To be a donor,
2: don't you have to have an income? I mean, I understand he has money, but.
0: Yeah, that's not a job. He did make his he did make his own money, from all accounts. But uh, he, I think he retired like at thirty five. So he spent the last thirty years just. I mean, it, in one way, I want to applaud him because he made a lot of money. He retired at thirty five, and he just spent the last thirty years having just oodles of gay sex with young young men. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it was young women, we kind of applaud him in a way. <laughs> but yeah, and, there, and for it the wasn't killing. It wasn't killing people. If he was just like. If if uh, you know some thirty five year old tech guy just retired thirty five said I'm just gonna spend the next thirty years like fucking hot women, we'd be like, all right, dude. That's... Like
2: McAfee, that's what McAfee did. He was
0: not so too, and the dr- and the drugs. And well,
2: everything. they they all get into meth. I don't yes. know. I don't know at what point you're like, man. You know, I I, I don't really have much to do. I guess I'll. I think I'm having a job. for Is 30 it years. A, is it a gateway? I mean, do you start drinking a bottle of wine in the morning and then you're like, fuck, I I just uh, you know I got I got to give myself. More I anxiety. I can see why the tweaking. rent. I
0: can see why if I was a rent boy, I'd want to be pretty, pretty fucked up all the time. I think I would just want to be unaware of my circumstances.
2: We gotta arrest this guy, just because this Trump is going to use this as a talking point, <laughs> as he probably <laughs> should. Yeah. This Democratic, you know, this guy who's entrenched in the Democratic Party.
0: Well, it could be. It, it doesn't. I mean, it, I think the point is his corruption. Obviously, obviously, he has connections. Well, so he ran for West Hollywood City Council. You ran for West Hollywood City Council. So you know the kind of person who runs for West Hollywood City Council. And by the way, you lost to guys who are like openly openly corrupt, gay, gay, like well, part uh, of being hooker, openly hooker pimps.
2: Well, you have a lot of money. You know the thing I learned from from running for city council in in West Hollywood, in gay West Hollywood.
0: I was your only donor it's on my record this is you a, can look at you can look it up no I had
2: a few but yeah you you did I, I appreciated that Ho- hopefully you're able to write it off um I got the most votes per dollar by far by the way yes so I, I realized that if I ever cared enough I could put up enough money and win but
0: yeah sort of the libertarian candidate the presidential election the green candidate <laughs> it doesn't get you that doesn't get you very far
2: you know what I noticed from from running and this is a hot take all gay guys are perverts. Yes, almost every gay guy that I was involved, and these are professional people that are paid, and they all said really creepy gay shit to me. All, and you're,
0: and you're saying them. that not because they like men, other men, just because they like p- a perverse, they're perverse about sex, they're, about other men.
2: They're freewheeling. Yes, I. They're I, they don't have any hangups. No. I know that. No, so so like a
0: heterosexual swinger, basically, but they're but they're gay.
2: Yeah, but it seems like a pack mentality. Like I don't know. Like obviously they're all fucking each other and saying shit. But I think when they see a a straight guy in the mix, they all kind of huddle together and are like, "How can we, (laughs) you know, somehow have consensual sex with this guy?" And and I had to say on multiple times,
0: "No, Uh, how do you think this would play out?" Don't you feel like a woman (laughs) now? You feel like a woman in Hollywood. (laughs) I've only been. I've only had one experience in my life where I really felt I was being undressed by men. Uh-huh. I don't get that very often. You get it far more often than I do, I'm sure. When I went to, I had to get an emergency haircut and I was in the West Hollywood area. So I went to Supercuts. <laughs> I thought like, okay, I got to get a haircut. I'm in West Hollywood. Like I literally had like a median, like 20 minutes and I was just looking ragged. So I needed a haircut like right away. And I just said, we, you know, ask her the closest Supercuts. I figured that would be safe, like a chain store. I'm not going to go into like... Paul's Boutique right in and in
2: you don't want to get stuck with a $200 tab no and I don't want to
0: get my hair cut by a man wearing a blouse and so <laughs> I just went to Supercuts and there literally were it was like the white gay version of Barbershop the movie there were literally six gay dudes like 20 30 something gay dudes like in the chairs not getting haircuts just hanging out and whistling at me <laughs> I was just like what like Oh, man, what do you... They're like, oh, hot stuff coming in for a haircut. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm a chubby middle-aged Jewish man coming to get, like, what hair I have left trimmed. They're like, And they were, like, doing the whole thing, like, looking at my ass. I'm like, I'm, I'm in baggy jeans or whatever. I'm like, you know, I'm a slob. <laughs> like, like there were literally just six guys just, like... You know, it was, like, the construction site, just hooting and hollering, just, like, hanging out there waiting for guys to walk in.
2: Yeah, and they're probably... I get... I, I just... I found a... a, a in my neighborhood, I found a stylist, a Russian woman, who didn't fuck up my hair. They try and make you look gay. I swear to God. Oh, sure. And um, so now I have to pay 50 bucks, including tip, for a haircut. Or maybe it's 60. I can't remember. Um, but at least it's not fucked up. But I think when you and I go into a hair place like that, and it's these gay guys that get a haircut like twice a week. It's I don't know where they're getting all this <laughs> yes. money for all this shit. That <laughs> but uh it is, like the, it is like
0: the black barber shop experience, right? It's like a cultural, it's a cultural social thing.
2: Yeah, but the black barber costs like, you know, eleven dollars. Oh yeah, but I mean, they
0: hang just to hang out. That's their social club, kind yeah, of. Yeah, they kind
2: of hang out, yeah. but they're looking at us like, how do how do you achieve that look? And it's like, well, <laughs> we're not obsessed with our hair, you fucking. I
0: screamed at a supercut lady for charging me eighteen bucks, and she told me it's a new price. <laughs> and they also won't take my coupons from the nineties anymore, which is really upsetting me. <laughs> uh, this week's show is sponsored by the old weird-looking people who run our country. After seeing Trump and Pelosi and Schumer, there's no doubt that our nation is led by hairspray, cosmetic-colored, and early-stage al- Alzheimer's. Old, weird-looking people who run our country. Can we get some kind of hopeful estimate as to when you might die? Uh, I was that was just the creepy going from Trump to Pelosi and Schumer, like just a bunch of seventy-year-old like wax figurines. They people who look like their future wax figurines in the shop. <laughs> just, I mean, there are I, I suppose dynamic younger people in each party who could speak who are. More well spoken and certainly better looking. I don't know why you like. What's this insistence on having the old people like do everything, like do all the shilling? No, it's just it's. I mean, it's unappealing. If I just came from another country and I saw these people, Democrat or Republican, I'd be like, why do you have like seventy-five year old makeup fake makeup face, (laughs) weird looking, eye twitching people running your country? Don't you have any forty year old? Don't you have any forty year olds who can do some shit around here?
2: It's a lesson you would think would be learned by now, although. I I saw like on Twitter a lot of people were freaking out about how weird looking um, Chuck and Nancy are. But if you had to rate how weird looking the three people featured on that really pointless address were, to me, Trump looks freakishly weird, and they look kind of weird. Like I would well, say he, lo- Trump he looks is like, like an a he looks nine. like a cartoon
0: he looks like a cartoon character. Yeah, and they look like uh, they're. N- I mean, other than her massive number of facelifts, as a she's she's seventy eight years old. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I mean, she's an old lady. She is an old lady. Like she looks. It. I mean, women aren't working at men and women aren't working at seventy eight in general. There's no job really where you work at 70, 78 full time. Right. But she looks like you know, she if you look from far away, she looks like she's fifty. But close up, she has all the the, the facial surgery, taut, weird, you know, sort of Skeletor thing going on. But the problem was they put makeup on them. And Chuck Schumer is just a normal looking New York Jew, old Jew, you know, there's not like nothing special about his looks, but they put so much makeup on him as if they were dressing like a stadium. <laughs> and then they panned the camera and really they closed up on the camera to their faces and you could see all the makeup, just the reddish rouge makeup. It looked like yeah. embal- like they'd been embalmed.
2: Yeah, it looked like when, you know, in various movies where a known actor plays a known politician, be it, you know, Nixon or Kennedy or Vice with the most recent one, and, and they put the makeup on the actor to make them look like the guy yes. that's what chuck schumer looks like yes. of himself but it's yes. it's him doing himself i'm it, like why don't you just take this makeup off it looked a little bit him. like
0: team america puppet deep <laughs> <laughs> america puppets it was just it's just weird and if i were the democrats i would just put ocasio cortez like in a low-cut top out there every single time yeah because even though she's not a particularly strong speaker uh she's just who cares i mean who cares having a 30 year old like dynamic hot chick would just be so much better than anything else like uh, old people can say. I'm sure there's some young. I'm, I'm not sure. There's probably some younger Republican who can push it, too. But just having old people fight is just yeah, it's something, unse- something unseemly about listening to old people like tell you I what know. to do. I'm like
2: she should be at a country club, you know, yeah. gossiping about her granddaughter and he should be at the same club playing golf. And they're but all like, ri-
0: they're all make, they're all I mean, he's more rich, I suppose or whatever, but they're all like wealthy Old, uh, weird-looking, too-paid, made-up senior living home people. It just—it's such an off-putting. You know, I like look at Macron, like in France, as, as shitty a job as he's doing. At least he looks like he's like energetic and youthful, and like or the yeah. guy, from, what's his name, the the beta Male from Canada. At least they run around. They got on the horseback. They ride in cars. They like, you know, they look like they're alive.
2: No, you get the impression, like, if you bumped into him, that you would like. Break all their bones or yes. something. Like I had this dude in Hawaii, my parents' neighbors. This, he was ninety year old Japanese guy, and he started leaning against a tree, yeah. and he couldn't, he couldn't unlean yes. against the tree. Yes. <laughs> so he was. I'm starting to get those feelings. He was just stuck at this, you know, sixty degree angle. So I, my mom said, help, you know, help him get. It. So I grabbed him, I grabbed his hand, and and jerked him up, and then he he i almost body slammed him the other way like his entire body weighed like 40 pounds and then i caught him and he didn't know what was going on like i think he missed the whole thing but I almost killed him accidentally, <laughs> and I get that impression with those too. Like they're paper mache or something.
0: Yeah, well, they just—they're just, they're just. old. I mean, they're literally just old people. I mean, you had grandparents and been around old people. They're fragile, and then when they're trying to pretend that they're not fragile and they're forceful and passionate, mm-hmm. it just comes. It's like almost like an eight-year-old giving a passionate speech. It just <laughs> seems we- weird, and the whole idea that like you become better. I, I believe this whole thing. You become wiser with age. But I think like 20 years of experience, like in your 40s or 50s, is enough to be the wisest you can be. Yeah. Like, I don't think you get that much wiser between like 50 and 75. <laughs> like, there's nothing like, there's nothing where like at 50 you're a dumbass, but at 75 you're a genius. It just doesn't work like that.
2: Yeah. And I think that's why our leaders have traditionally, I mean, Trump's just a, a ball of dough. I mean, you punch him yes. in the gut and he probably. But even like,
0: imagine Trump like, 25 30 years ago in the 90s when he was promoting fights and stuff at least he had real hair and he looked like a normal guy and he was boisterous and, and arrogant but at least he seemed like a normal dude I mean he walked around New York and high five people and yeah, yeah. Feel like that he seemed like a normal he was still the same Trump but he seemed like a normal looking dude and now he's just become like this caricature and I assume Nancy Pelosi in her 30s and Chuck Schumer in her 40s were fairly normal looking people.
2: Yeah, there's something sad about getting old. I mean, you're yes, you're is. dying. you yes. you know that's why I think presidents have traditionally, obviously, there's some exceptions, but you know, in that fifty to sixty year old range, yes. where you have that that solid old man strength, you, you know, you, you're not going to fight a bunch of rounds. No, but like in a bar fight situation, you know, Joe Biden or or um, George Bush or uh, the first George Bush. Sorry, the second George Bush. First George Bush, he looked like a fucking wimp. But, um,
0: second George Bush looked like he played some pickup football.
2: Point being, most presidents look like they're solid. Like you can't tip them over. Like you could know, play like, that old man.
0: You could play hoop with them or something.
2: Yeah, they'd box out, yeah. <laughs> post you up, put the butt on you. Yes, yeah. they could wear
0: a hoodie without looking incredibly stupid. Yeah, yeah. This is we, we got to get younger people. They go to
2: the gym in weird clothes. Yes, but they can lift a lot. In
0: jeans, they wear jeans to the gym. Jeans and, and like, like
2: a like a, a black like a weird starchy black yes. hoodie <laughs> with like the sleeves cut
0: off at a weird angle. I uh, love those. And they always they always carry uh, by the way a jug. A giant jug of water <laughs> i'm not sure why like do you need a gallon like you literally have a gallon of, of, of colored water with you you can't drink a gallon of water why are you carrying a gallon of water with you like uh, uh, like 16 ounces will be fine <laughs> yeah to, they carry that lug that giant jug around from from station to station the jug <laughs> the gloves yes yeah. fingerless gloves the belts the, the belt. belt. <laughs> the Sometimes way, they'll just the use landscaping gloves. They the d- they don't give a fuck, which is what troubles me. I love that. Uh, don't forget to become a patron of the show on Patreon.com forward slash Last minute Earth. Thanks to all new patrons. Don't deplatform us, please. Patreon.com. Uh, get on the shit now. Become a donor before uh, we have to go. Like uh, I don't know where does like Alex Jones go out of Costa Rica or Israel? Some place <laughs> we have to go off offshore. I think he's in like a hollowed out mountain in the fucking <laughs> probably
2: Arizona. Probably. Did desert. you see?
0: By the way, do you watch the show Homeland? Uh, no, I haven't. They did a great. Uh, the character in the last season was a radio guy. He was supposed to be Alex Jones. He's supposed to be a TV radio guy. Mm-hmm. He's like a right alt right, like uh, reactionary, like radio show host. He was like very popular with the gun and militia crowd. Mm-hmm. And they just did a great take off of Alex Jones. I don't even know, like, but they did a great take off of that kind of guy. Yeah, who turned out to like just get a lot of people killed at the end because he was such a <laughs> fucking idiot. Like he, you knew he was a phony. But he didn't even realize where his phony line began and ended. Yeah. So he had all these people, all these dumb gun nuts looking up to him. <laughs> and so he didn't really even know how to quit it. And then the kids end up getting killed because of, you know, basically because of him. So uh, if you wish to catch the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or Facebook, also Last Man uh, Podcast. All right, on to the show. <laughs> Now, this is a question about, let's just start off with uh, R. Kelly. Uh, did you see the documentary on Lifetime? I haven't seen it yet, no. Uh, the something of R. Kelly. I like when they come out with uh, a Hollywood does an expose on somebody like Weinstein or R. Kelly or someone like, and everyone suddenly pretends they just learned this information. Like, they just learned all this bad information about somebody, and now they're going to boycott him, not work with him anymore, disavow him. Uh, the, the, pol- the police are going to investigate well, it's just like Weinstein, everybody in the business has known for the past 25 years that R. Kelly likes manipulating and grooming underage girls.
2: I feel like I've known that
0: since I was the age of those girls. Uh, it's, it's been like it's been around forever. The pee, the pee, the urination tape was 2002. Right. So it's like, yeah, I didn't know he was really doing stuff. I, yeah, I knew he peed on 15 year old girls and uh, was uh, accused of raping, raping uh, multiple so, uh, freshmen in high school. Uh, but I, I always just thought that was just innuendo. <laughs> like, what? Do you, there was a court case. There was a massive court case. Uh, there was a, a tape of him peeing on a, on a on a young girl. I mean, what do you mean that was like spec, urban legend or speculation? It wasn't like, you know, I, oh, you hear bad things about, like, brush it off. Oh, you hear bad things about famous people all the time. I just disregarded it. I just remembered a joke uh, that I had
2: about that. Wait, like, when I first started comedy, which, and, you know, I'm fucking it up now. But it was like R. Kelly and Kobe are both rapists, but... Kobe got a pass because he's got the fundamentals down you know like the peeing in the mouth is yes. like that's a move that
0: on tape on tape
2: yeah it's, it's just a tough that's a traveling <laughs> basically
0: that's just that I don't give that's a I don't like have no remorse kind of thing yeah that's just like my I own this fucking world I mean people in Chicago so he grew he camped in Chicago uh, I, I have relatives and friends in Chicago they've known about him since he was a, yo- a younger guy and since he just first hit it in the late 90s you know, you're talking about 20, 25 years ago now when he started becoming big. And he was like into these young underage girls. He'd buy them jewelry. He'd have sex with them. He married Aaliyah when she was 15 or 16. I think she was 15. Well, the charges now he had sex with her when she was 14 on the bus in front of other people. Uh, but here's he so it's like the Lifetime documentary comes out. Now, everyone gets to pretend uh, uh, Lady Gaga just said she's you know, she did that racy uh, music video with him like four years ago. And like where she was Marilyn Monroe and he was JFK in the White House miss that yeah sounds terrible it was horrible but it was uh, the visuals were pretty interesting because you know she was i mean he was basically having sex with her in the in the oval office hmm. it was like a clinton-esque but she was Marilyn. it was a weird but it was like a you know a sexy song they did i don't know but she like now she's disavowing it says she's going to remove any versions of the song on pandora spot like as if we didn't know for the last so many years r kelly i mean trapped in the closet He's probably the most infamous like Jerry Lee Lewis type pedophile in forget like all the guys we found out about later on like Kevin's like oh we learned about Kevin Spacey oh how do we not know about this like uh, like you yeah. know it's so ridiculous
2: for you to be in the industry like I knew about it when I was a 19 year old idiot from Alaska yes so you are you know a huge recording star and you you did just you just skipped that whole thing you'd never heard of it no, ne- you, never at a party never and it just No like, one ever brought it.
0: Obviously, her label made her do that. I mean, her label said, so "We got this hot song. We do with R. Kelly. He's on. He's got two two top ten hits right now, or whatever. We're gonna do this and blow you up, and you're gonna make." And so you do it. I get that, but don't fucking pretend like you know, like you've just learned about his offenses on Lifetime on a Lifetime documentary this past week. I yeah. would love to fucking you know they did with Weinstein. Like Weinstein was winning awards up to the week before he was outed in, in the New Yorker, the New York Times. Yeah, it just they. How do you get away with like pretending you didn't know people were just horrible fucking criminal ass people for twenty-five years?
2: Yeah, I don't know. And I still don't know how I come down on the whole separating the art from the artist thing and whatever. It's a long conversation, but when the artist is clearly a pedophile. Yes. And his art is laughably. Laughably awful, yeah. Like if you showed it to me and told me it was a skit from the Chappelle Show, it's
0: it's laughably awful, but extremely popular among women, especially. I mean, he sold a shit ton of. I mean, you say it's anything about Kanye, but he he sold a R. Kelly's sold a shit ton of records, dude. He's he's like free free
2: freestyling in this (laughs) in this irrhythmic pattern, and and he can't sing. It it's different. It seems like like what you would see a crackhead doing on the sidewalk. Well, um, <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm not, I'm not arguing that you're wrong. I'm just saying I've seen concerts where there are just thousands of women fucking having orgasms in the audience as he like does his crotch grabbing. Well, slow look, I'm or... not
2: trying to say I'm better than everyone because I don't think that. But I think I'm better than a lot of people. And I think I'm
0: better than anyone who's a fan of R. Kelly's. <laughs> Well, I really so, believe that. Well, there's, so there's still people. I mean, here's the problem: there's still his fan base, and I know this from ever, ever saying anything about Lady Gaga on Twitter. His fan base is still defending them. Right. I mean, the li- the documentary comes out, and I'm not sure it is one sided. Of course, it's one sided because why would you make a documentary where we kind of found some evidence, but it wasn't that strong, and you know, kind of mixed. We're not really sure. End of it. Documentary. Yeah. Of course, like making a murder or anything else, you got to frame a a very strong position to get media attention, get people to watch it. So, of course, it shows him as this fucking animal. And everybody's a little bit more complex than that or complicated than that. Um, but his fans are just uh, decrying. They, they see it. They're like, it's a hit piece. And he's amazing. And I still love him. Well, I mean, who are the and that's every
2: Trump supporter, by the way. But yeah. Who, Although,
0: by the way, I would say that's not much different than the Lakers giving Kobe a standing ovation when he came back to his sex assault trial. No, it's so not. It's, 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 this is for women. What sport like sports guys who beat their wives are for men. We forgive them if they're on our team pretty easily. I mean, yeah, I
2: guess it's like a, a, a tribal thing deep down. But I can There's no one who, so let's just say, celebrity-wise, someone I don't know personally that I would defend against all evidence, including like videotape. Like, there's. Can you name someone that you would just blindly stand by in the face of all reason?
0: Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry is fake moon landing. Uh, thoughts? I don't care what he thinks. You know, although he doesn't would never hurt it, he would never hurt anybody. They
2: got these deep fakes now, man. So every time, if if that happened now, our Kelly, or, or let's say a year from now, R. Kelly would just say some someone made that on deep fakes. That's just a fake tape that's oh, all the tape of him yeah he, yeah he they, would just say it was it's a manufactured
0: we saw, fake, we all, it's fake news we all saw that in 2002 so that went around tmz has copies of all this shit yeah yeah i'm
2: just saying if this ha- i'm oh yes. yeah this is like a, things to come people are just going to say that any evidence is has been manufactured by a computer program <laughs> you the, there will be no truth
0: and we're all going to die the ocasio cortez fake nudes <laughs> like some republican uh Found like they're going around. They're actually literally going around her neighborhood, paying money. People give them like dirt on her, and uh, and they're trying to pay for nudes, uh, nude photos of her and racy photos of her. Which I, I assume by the way must exist somewhere, uh, because Maybe. she's a bartender. She was a bartender, and you know she's a young girl. Bartenders
2: I mean, are <laughs> take nude photos.
0: Well, uh, there's a, a stat out uh, like this came out last year that like they think two thirds or more of all women thirty and under now have digital nudes of them somewhere.
2: I have a catalog of most every chick I've ever dated.
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's like it's become such a either they took them themselves or their boyfriend took it. And it's not saying that they don't control them themselves necessarily, but they're on stored somewhere in the fucking cloud or somewhere. It's like two thirds of women, 30 and under, have had their photos of them taken naked. Yeah. So, it's you know, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't bl- I wouldn't care. Think less of her. If she did. I'm just saying they're out there somewhere. So I wish a really rich Republican would find them and pay for them so we could see see <laughs> the see the real ones. But I just so I mean the whole would I work with a guy who like if I found out the guy peed on a fifteen year old girl? No, I would never work with that person again. Right. I don't care. I mean, there's a lot of pressure when you're up and coming to to go along and get along with some bad people. But I don't I don't think if, if someone said, Oh yeah, this guy wants to do a job with you and by the way he used to pee on fifteen year old girls, I'd be like, Yeah. Nah, I don't need to work that I don't need to work that bad. Yeah. I get it. It's fucking it's such a double fucking Hollywood standard. Matt <laughs> Ashley Graham, your favorite fat girl. I don't know if you know she's been married for seven years. Yeah, she's married to a black guy. Is she really? How about yeah. that? How about that? No, uh, I don't know why. Uh, why I mentioned that? Just because <laughs> she's heavyset. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's the only, world's only paid heavyset model. Yeah, she's she's opened the opened the floodgates for uh, big bigger size female models to nobody else except for herself. <laughs> like she gets like five million a year, and the rest of the rest of fat models have to go through like fifty bucks. They all share amongst themselves and like fetish videos <laughs> or something.
2: I saw her in the parking lot at. Uh, pf chains did you no, no no uh sorry the shittier pf uh panda express
0: oh yeah oh no was she eating there no she was picking uh, up oh not <laughs> she'd pick <a> t- <laughs> take out a panda <laughs> that's fucking low does she look good she looks good i bet no well just large if you like you know thick women if you're a black dude who likes thicker women if you're but she's very on pretty the lakers or the clippers she's a very pretty lady and she's a model looking lady she's just large and yeah. uh, i mean she's not just heavy she's also tall I think she's 5'9 or something so she's like a Khloe Kardashian you know size
2: she's, she's at the level where if it's a you know a commuter flight <laughs> yeah. there's gonna have you're gonna have to switch some people around in the aisles oh in really different different really states. yeah, yeah she got who big do you think weighs more her or me I'm a fairly large guy uh,
0: uh women t- uh, women always surprise me with how fat they can be and still not weigh that much right just because they don't have a lot of muscle mass Despite her 60 second workout videos where she <laughs> rips like the fucking cowbell, the fucking uh, <laughs> one of those kettleball, the kettleballs and stuff like that. And, and it does like high end aerobics for P90 for like nine, 60 seconds or some shit like that. When
2: you have to edit a 60 second workout. Yeah. You know, that's not a good sign.
0: By the way, uh, as another sidetrack, I, I saw a Krav Maga infomercial last night. And I didn't realize. So they're selling Krav Maga tapes. How to do you Krav Maga? I don't really know what that is. It's the Israeli uh, Defense Force oh, okay. military right, training, right, and it's right, like right, right. I don't know if they have in West Hollywood, but around here they have tons of like these Krav Maga training centers for, especially for women for self defense. Hmm. It's like the hot new. It's, it's hot new uh, Taekwondo or Karate. It's Krav Maga, in case which you have to
2: kill any Palestinians. Yes, exactly. S- I mean, it is, it is
0: a self defense based on basically killing your attacker. Right. And uh there's a lot of fucking uh, uh nut punching going on. Huh. That's a lot of like the whole the whole I sort of seem to be the whole idea is that like when people attack you uh like they put you in a headlock or they grab you around the shoulders or they do whatever, they f- almost entirely leave their genital region exposed. Yeah. And so the very first thing you do when you're attacked, literally, cuz a guy never attacks you and like covers up his genitals. Right is you just and this could be a man on man or a man on woman you just pound the crap out of his genitals like three times with quick strikes mm. and then you can pretty much do what you want to him <laughs> like it's actually kind of it's vicious but it's actually kind of genius because they showed like all these different attack positions and every single one you can take your free at least one free hand and just punch the crap out of the guy's nuts and it yeah. disarms them to the point that then you can do whatever you want with them pretty much
2: i haven't taken a good nut shot in <laughs> no. years and years but Oh my god, it's it's the worst. Yeah, I mean, yeah, getting kicked in the balls. Yeah, I or mean, even like, can like ruin your balls.
0: And you don't need to. Do, they do these. Uh, they do it with like a. They do it with like a like a, not a punch, but like a slap.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's like it's it's apparently it disables the body senses the male attacker, like for two seconds. So they release like they it's like a whole like your whole body just kind of releases and then you can just do the fucking punch to the nose they always teach the punch to the nose. The slap te-
2: is uh, scientifically, I think there's some basis for that because sometimes getting your nuts grazed yes. is like more painful yes. than than actually getting hit with a, a softball on your nuts. I don't know what the science is behind that. It was kind of
0: genius. The only part I couldn't understand was how the tra- the guy who w- was the attacker played the attacker in all the roles, got through his job because. He was basically not slapped like over and over again. <laughs> I assume he was wearing a cup or something, <laughs> but, you know. I mean, think about it. So then you go for the eyes. After that, you go for the eyes and the nose. And
2: the if you chop someone in the uh, Adam's apple, too. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they teach but that. But like
0: they're teaching scratch. This is for women. So like, you like you you pound him in the nuts. And then when he re- you know releases, you, you p- slap him in the eyes. Like you pound him in the eyes. And it's just like these are very, it's a very, it was actually kind of interesting to see that like, because it seems like a very macho. It's a very macho martial arts, like kill or be killed. Yeah. But basically, it's also a really smart one, which is like, okay, here's how you actually take a person down, punch them in the nuts, and scrape, rake their, eye, rake
1: their if eyes. I had, if I was <laughs>
2: dating a girl or married to a girl, woman, I would not want um, her to, you know, to be vulnerable to assault. However, I would not encourage no. her to take that class because women, see, if a guy swings on someone, it's usually recorded in a, a police log. Yeah. Women, uh, because of their insane level of entitlement in this culture, they feel they're able to swing at people on a pretty regular basis. And <laughs> if I got in an argument with a girlfriend, which I have, and instead of trying to slap me, which is laughable and harmless, if she just kicked me in the nuts, yes. I would consider beating the shit out of
0: her. Oh, please. What about a sexual assault case like uh, Terry Cruz? You can make a huge <laughs> national news story about how my little girlfriend punched me in the nuts and a... <laughs> something (laughs) like that let me go back to ashley graham and sex, matt so ashley graham was interviewed in some stupid women's magazines which by the way i think our women's magazines are way more offensive to women than men are ever offensive to women Mm -hmm. you read a woman's magazine it really talks to women like they're 12 year olds
2: yeah i have read cosmo um just when i'm sitting around somewhere and uh yeah horrible advice uh yeah certainly kind of cheerleader condescending (laughs) it's like uh his erogenous zones. There's always that. And, um,
0: but these magazines like Vogue and Elle and, and uh, all these other ones, they all speak to women and certainly celebrity ones. Like they're like, they're, 12-year-old Taylor Swift fans, it's just bizarre. Like, it's always telling them what to do.
2: Yes. It's not like, here's yes. 10 things that are interesting. It's like, do these 10 things,
0: you <laughs> fucking moron. Yes. Here's how I do your hair. So Ashley Graham was interviewed, and she said something that at first I thought everyone was making fun of. But then I thought, well, actually, maybe she's on something. So I'm going to ask you. She says the key to keeping men happy in relationships, and herself too in ways, but keeping a happy relationship is lots of sex. Yeah. And so I was thinking at first, like, okay, that's a really you know, uh, male cliche thing that if you just like have lots of sex with your boyfriend or your husband that they'll be happy and you'll be in love and they'll treat you nice and everything will be perfect. And that's like some old cliche that men just want pussy and then if you give it to them, that's all they need and they'll be happy and content and, and take care of you. And I thought, well, maybe she's right. <laughs> she's actually right. Everyone made fun of her. Like was, she's doing this like like just saying some trite cliche thing. Yeah. And then I thought, I don't know, maybe, maybe she's actually, actually on to something. I think our men are men really that are men really that simple. Yeah. If you're a woman
2: and, you know, women have different varying degrees of how sexual they are. But obviously, okay. so for a woman, sex is anywhere from 10 to 30 percent of the relationship, maybe even up to 50 percent of it. Mm. If she's a real uh, a real skank. She's been
0: molested. If she was molested as a child,
2: yeah, (laughs) she has
0: issues. Daddy issues.
2: For me, from my personal experience, it's usually around seventy-five to eighty percent of the relationship. In terms of for men, you mean? I'm just from my own personal experience. I mean, that's that's just kind of what I'm into. But she's
0: talking about. But she's talking. She's in. She's been married for seven years, eight years to a black man, as you pointed out. Uh so she's talking about like in a long term relationship that like every time they're gonna have a fight or every time things sour, that she just like, you know, gets it on with him and everything's better.
2: Yeah, I think <laughs> it's a simple point and it's but it's also altruistic. I mean Yeah, it's it's just fuck, you know. I mean she, I mean it's
0: not painful it's not like she's, you know, painful for her, she's doing something crazy. She's just having sex letting the dude or having sex with him or letting him have sex with her, if she's not in the mood perhaps necessarily. And then she's like his whole entire demeanor changes and our fight is over.
2: Yeah. She <laughs> she likes to have sex or it's, you know, even if she's not dying to have sex, it's 10 minutes out of your day. Whatever. It's not the worst thing. Just let the guy do
0: it. And also the guy is no longer moping, but he's like, you know, buying you flowers and he wants to like watch a rom-com and shit like that. Like he cares about your day. <laughs> yeah. Like, and and it, cha- it does. It does actually. I, th- I mean, there's a biological physiological reason why this actually might be very well be true which is that men are their stress levels and all the other things are related to their, procre- their procreative right. instincts he's
2: more relaxed he's more confident about himself his testosterone is boost, therefore he's more effective at at his job he's less fatigued he's um you know he's thinking cl- more clearly and and that all benefits you in a, in a roundabout way because you know he's p- providing to some degree for you and uh you know,
0: they did a study. They did a study that always sticks in my head a few years ago. This is why I think Ashley Graham might be right about something for the first time in her life. Uh, they, they did men, They took men who were like had high levels of, of violent tendencies, just, you know, people who not, that weren't beating up people, but that were like felt outrage and, and, and anger and stuff regularly. And, uh, they took them and they checked their testosterone levels. And generally they all had low testosterone levels because low testosterone levels leads to violence. As we've seen a lot of you know attacks and school shootings things like that, and they took them to that null set of thirty guys, who after work got more work <laughs> got like more work assignments, and the other thirty got to go to strip clubs, where women basically like just told them how sexy they were and, and they gave them lap dances and followed them and played with their hair and told them what amazing the men they were, and the, the guys who did the strip and the strip club set had much higher testosterone levels after like you know six the six or eight week study and also reported much more less anxiety, much less stress, and were much less prone to violence than the guys who had not visited the strip club.
2: Well, I have a theory that I came up with myself, and I should email some professors of criminology
0: and yes, see if there's should. any... Uh, you know they always write you back. They do, yeah. They, they don't have a lot <laughs> going on. No. Uh,
2: or any fans. Um, but I think the crime drop of the mid to late 80s, uh, or, or the, the crime rate being high and then dipping down, may have been the introduction of the vcr and, and pornography
0: oh interesting yeah and oh you mean that being readily
2: would... available and, and people owning owning it and beating off more and at least if Does that Does, fuck, is that work is
0: it the same though i don't i don't underst- i don't know the answer to this is it the same like it's not like she said like i'm gonna let my husband masturbate or like i'm buying porn she's having sex with them i'm not sure it's the same effect
2: I don't think it's the same effect, but it's but maybe that's only because I see. You know, I it's picture, like methadone to heroin. I mean, uh, there's some effect.
0: I picture serial killers in my mind masturbating a lot. <laughs> like I picture like rapists and serial killers and creepy dudes actually masturbating quite a bit, <laughs> but not having women, not having women in their lives. Yeah, like not actually or doing it with sex to, sex dolls or hookers or things like that, versus like g- wife or girlfriend, which seems the research seems to indicate that if it's a woman you're actually having sex with regularly, that you're going to be much less stressed versus, you know, you, you with uh, your hanky in the basement with a sex doll and some dark web well, shit. Well,
2: yeah, but, see, I mean, the majority of crime is committed by, you know, people in their late teens. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're virgins. It's Highly like, aggressive. I, I got to at least see what's going on. You know, I might not, I might not be able to fuck the cheerleader, but at least I, I need to... I need an anatomy lesson. You know, I need to be <laughs> able to prepare porn. myself. Teacher born. Uh, much like the Krob Magop, you know, yeah. s- Israeli soldier. W- once I go into battle, I, I need to be well versed. You know, I don't <laughs> want to get blown up by an IED. The uh,
0: they, they, well, uh, they're speaking of. There's actually they've actually done reports on these guys, like the kids in the uh, the suicide bombers in the Middle East, who like either become suicide bombers or attackers, and where they're gonna like 99 they're gonna die and they're all young males and they've all been denied sex their entire lives and they're not allowed to have sex. So because apparently you know in the Muslim religion in these fundamentalist things you can only have sex after marriage. You're not allowed to touch girls at all except for your wife which you're not really allowed to touch but you're allowed to have sex with. Yeah and if you're not of a certain st- uh, status in the society in society of a class you can never get married. These are all poor broke ass street kids. So basically these are like twenty, four year old guys who have never had sex and are told they're never gonna have sex again until they get to heaven. (laughs) And they found that that's extremely compli they become extremely compliant. Like imagine you're twenty four, you've never had sex, and you're told that you can only have sex after you've martyred yourself.
2: Well, any any indoctrination is based on essentially shaming or withholding sex. It's, yeah. it's the only way that you can convince people to believe in things that are fucking insane.
0: But it drives men to the brink of like, literally like t- taking a, a grenade and going to attack 100 soldiers where they're going to get blown away.
2: Well, I mean, you know, they're not entire. It's not just a sex thing, but they stabilize. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's crazy, obviously. But is it any crazier than wearing magic underwear and, um, you <laughs> no. know, giving your money to some asshole?
0: I mean, because of the, well, don't the don't the Mormons have lots of sex?
2: They have all the wives. They can't have sex until they're married Oh, until they're married. Yes. And they have a real. They have serious hang-ups about sex. I mean, if you just say sex in front of a Mormon, they freak out. Really? Yeah. But they must be having They've lots
0: of sex. Or they have six wives, sister wives. I only know from TV shows, sister wives. <laughs> and, the, and the show with... Uh, it's a
2: whole masturbating yeah. is bad thing. Yes. They really go after the masturbation. So it's like, well, for Christ's sake. I mean, now n- I'm just leaning up against the fucking dryer when it's vibrating, like trying to cheat, hack it, you know?
0: I don't know. Ashley Graham, Ashley may, Graham may be on to something. I used to listen to, uh, uh, I worked with somebody, listened to doctor, the show Dr. Laura. Do you remember Dr. Laura? No. She was like the preachy bitchy, like conservative, uh, like a religiously conservative woman who had a, like a talk show, like in the nine. I, mean, I think till probably five or eight years ago. Like for 15 years, she was a big, you know, women would call in. The best thing about Dr. Laura was women would call in with their problems. Like my husband doesn't do this or like, I, my, I, and she'd always blame the woman she always she was such a like a conservative zealot she would always blame the woman and she in the least she'd say like well you married a loser what do you want me to do like <laughs> which is kind of interesting but her, her book was called uh sex and a sandwich the key to making a, a, a husband happy and she actually was like i like she was no nonsense about the fact she says like basically men are pretty simple if you feed them and give them sex they will, <laughs> they will be they will be happy and like that women complicate the relationship so much and do this and that. And like, how do I make, they always wonder, how do I make my husband happy? Why is he mopey Also like that? And she was like, make him a sandwich and have sex with him. And he said, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine.
2: Dude, I've said this to girlfriends and you know, not to sound like a pig and, and obviously, no, oh, no,
0: no, no, nobody think that of you. If,
2: um, you know, if, if you're not willing to do something, I'm, I'm not, I'm not pushing it super hard. But I do all kinds of things I don't want to do mm-hmm. on a, when I'm dating a girl. I don't want to pay a hundred dollars for dinner. Uh, if I, I would, if it was just me, I'd be paying eleven dollars. Uh, I don't give a fuck about any of this stuff. Um, you know, I watch movies I don't want to watch. I go hang out with people that she's. This friends is explaining with why you've seen Sex and the City I don't One and Two. Like. Sex and the City One
0: and Two. I want nothing to do with
2: them. <laughs> and. Uh, so uh, it's, you know, a tit- it's, 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 it's like I'm it's am doing what- all this and it's 11 minutes out of your day to do something that you don't hate. Yeah. You know? So like, why not? There's this whole stigma about it. And why not just be honest? Like
0: there's a weird thing going on because there's, there's all these studies out now that women are having a lot less babies. And it's related to having, of course, a lot less sex because that's where babies come from. Matt, I don't want to blow your virtual <laughs> bubble. But even if unintentionally having lots of sex will generally produce children. Whereas having low levels of sex will generally not produce children even th- regardless of what other means methods you're taking uh that women are having uh white women in particular are having less sex and therefore the the birth the fertility rate is much much lower um i mean they're also having careers and birth control and things like that as well but it's alarmingly <laughs> alarmingly low like they're no longer now other uh, other demographics are having children but they're not the uh, the Caucasian women of America are no longer reproducing in numbers to replace themselves i don't know how you feel about that but that may be related to this whole phenomenon of women's entitlement or however they feel about things and, and sort of like taking sex out of their life taking that whole like female sexual angle out of their lives
2: yeah well i, I don't think we're ever going to get over this double standard of you know like I, what was i watching and oh at the border is uh women and children can you believe it they're they're mistreating women and children like okay if we're obsessed with this whole thing of equality i don't want a special designation for the women you get to get abused just like the men do okay if that's the way you want it now i know you want it both ways but you can't have it both ways i'm sorry the children part i agree there should be a, a double standard with the children
0: well women are women have always been held sacred because not only the scene is weaker but they're actually you know uh anthropologically needed to reproduce the species. So are guys. Uh, yes, but you only need one guy. Yeah. <laughs> were literally, we just re- we were sharing that story about the guy uh, who had the sperm donor who had sixty seven who has sixty seven babies. <laughs> so literally you only need like one guy for every ten every ten women, conceivably, and that's the way I think it works in the wild mostly. Uh, you know, the male, the dominant male of the pack has sex with all the women. Right. And the other guys just hang out and look sad looks <laughs> look, look <laughs> kinda sad and do some do some work. So yeah, you don't you definitely need women. You definitely don't need a lot of men. Uh, but I agree. It's it's a it's it's a weird it's a weird double standard. I thought the 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 best part about the feminist movement of the you know, the equality movement, the feminist movement of the seventies, sixties and seventies was that in the eighties and nineties, uh, women were very open to se- sexual relationships before marriage. Because it used to be a woman was told, hold out because that's what you have. And then the feminist movement told them, no, you should have your own orgasms and enjoy yourself. This is your body, your life. You can be just as sexually ambitious as men are and then still have married and have kids later on if you want to. Um, and that worked out really well for men <laughs> for a long time. Because right. imagine what you used to have to do like in the old days when you had to like either get married or you know, f- go to Tijuana to find a... A lesser lady to have sex with because the you know, the, the the educated woman you're sleeping <laughs> seeing would not have sex with you before she was married. But now women were having 10, 15, 20 sex partners before they got married and they had to have sex with somebody. So the guys in college and after all this stuff were really benefiting from casual sexual relationships. I don't think it worked out so well for women. I mean, outside of maybe enjoying their sex. Sociologically, I don't think it worked out very well for women right. because they started putting off getting married and they sort of lost that power the power of the pussy a little bit. Um uh, but Ashley Graham, I'll say this. She's she's heavy set and you didn't like her outside the Panda Express. Was she going for the three entree order? Not the two the two entree order. It was a big bag. <laughs> yes. I mean, I have a friend who's a fat ass. Yeah.
2: And we were going through the McDonald's drive through and he was telling me how he, he he'll go he'll go to like different locations because he's ashamed. Oh, really? that he thinks the woman will be judging him if he orders too much food. And I, I go, bro, yeah. why don't you just pretend that it's for a group of people? <laughs> yes. Which is what Ashley Graham, I believe, might have been doing because she had like three boxes stacked up. Yes. And we don't know. Like, yeah, you can be like, oh, yeah, just cater, you know, just picking something up for uh, the family. Well, you don't know where the person's going after that.
0: I'm guessing, by the way, the uh, people who work in the McDonald's drive through line, not the most judgmental people in the world. That's like, what I said to him. Like, I'm like,
2: like, you're out of your fucking mind.
0: It's not like the PTA mom like judging you. Or like, they're like, it's all mostly unhealthy people driving through there all day long. If you lo- if you say please and thank you, they're probably happy. I can't imagine if, like, dude, do you need those? Do you need those extra nuggets? Are you sure? Yeah, it's like if
2: they care. Well, I saw the same thing when I was in college. Some fucking dickhead um, resident advisor saw a can of beer in my dorm, and I had to go to this alcohol class. And um, so How, you, how'd that
0: work out for you? i
2: I was a dick about it um but they have a checklist you know it's like uh you ever uh you ever have a beer uh, in the morning and you're like well i think everyone's done that at football you know something like that they ever have any seizures no and then one of them is like uh you ever you ever go to a different liquor store because you're ashamed (laughs) of what the liquor store guy thinks and i'm like I don't give a fuck what the liquor store guy thinks about me in any respect. Who's writing this? But <laughs> but I guess this is a common thing. People feel judged by clerks who don't even notice them i think it's
0: probably more so older people and women i would guess yeah i can't imagine a liquor store owner judges people based on their liquor drinking habits as that's his business to get you to drink as much as possible
2: even if he did it it wouldn't occur to me to care about it i'd shoot up heroin in front of the guy (laughs) if i felt like it. he's
0: selling liquor his job is to sell liquor like he's like he's (laughs) high and mighty or something judge you on that shit Matt, I want to ask you about my genius idea for safe spaces. So I came with this idea. So everyone's bickering about uh, social media platforms and like how you're, you're getting cut off or Facebook. And I've had this happen before. I'm a deep platform, but like where Facebook says I like, can't print something. Literally anything you write about Trump now or whatever, a joke, it gets like censored as political and they want you to like uh, send in your like verify your address that you're not Russian or some shit like that. It's just bizarre. Really? Yeah, I wrote a thing about uh, uh, racism, and they're like, "Oh, that topic is likely to offend people. You have to like they want it. They want your ID. They asked for my ID. That's
2: not good. No,
0: like they said, if you want to, if you wanted to, uh, it's if you want to promote any of this type of stuff, you have to send us your social security number, and your ID and your driver's license. I'm like, well, first of all, I'm assuming you already have copies of that somewhere from Peter Thiel's company. I don't know, but like, no, I'm not going to give you like more information than I would give like. The government when they insisted upon it or a job application, it's ridiculous um, But so everyone's complaining about like the hate speech and then the people who they get shit taken off They the t- packs on Twitter like demanding Twitter take people down for comments that they find hateful or Offensive and then the people who are writing the offensive or hateful stuff even if it's just comedians or whatever else are complaining about how they're being censored. So here's my idea and it just seems like a very plain language logical simple to conclusion But I think it works. You have like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, YouTube safe, right? Like the safe version of it, which is entirely censored, monitored. All the Moroccan guys who do the Facebook censoring are making sure there's no nipples anywhere. It's Uh, like
2: a PG rated.
0: Yeah. And not necessarily for children, but just like any of like the air air heavily on the side of censorship.
2: Nothing edgy or provocative. Yeah. Like
0: the old FCC would be with like network television like practices and sta- standards and practices. Like there's gonna be like 50 rules. It's gonna be enforced by algorithm. If your stuff is getting, if you're, if you're doing a, a breastfeeding photo f- photo, but somehow they take it off cause of breasts too bad. This is the way it is. It's super safe. Mm-hmm. Nobody will ever read publish or have to read offensive, co- anything offensive on there. And then you have the regular, you know, the Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, whatever. And by the way, you can do these things now basically in your profile in your settings. Security and profile settings I and mean you can block anyone you want. You can you know, make sure you don't see whatever kind of content. It's not <coughs> accurate. But this to me is like the very simplistic but obvious solution to this, which is you can choose to be in the land where you might be offended or you can actually write harsh things if you want to. So just have like a
2: firewalled like Chinese government
0: yes. style. Well, you would when you log back in again, it would say, do you want the safe space version <laughs> where we censor all types of hate speech, broadly based uh, words are not words in certain words are not allowed certain thoughts are not allowed you can't write about uh you know partisan whatever you can't write anything partisan all this kind of stuff uh which is fine because you can share your salad pictures and your baby photos and all the stuff which is these things were sort of originally meant to do and then there's like open twitter <laughs> whatever where, like we're gonna unless you write something that's cr- unless there's something criminal you're doing uh, pedophiles or you know, inciting, you know, inciting, openly inciting violence. We're going to let anything go.
2: Yeah. Right. And the slug line should be for when you're not a little bitch. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Open Twitter.
0: That's what I said. One would be like for cho- one would be for minors for, for sure. And, and and women who go to Soul Cycle and, <laughs> and, and, and drink press juice, cold pressed juice. Can't be warm pressed juice. Man, it's got to be cold pressed. And um, and the arrest would be for people who can handle the fact that they're going to see shit that bothers them. Well, here's what grown up. I call it I call it Twitter grown up and Twitter safe.
2: I think what would happen is no one would want to admit that they're, you know, the annoying vocal minority that everyone hates that that is offended uh, and needs safe space and is triggered and all that. So they would just go on. They would not understand the meaning of it. And they would (laughs) go on the (coughs) dirty site and still get offended. And then someone would say, well, there's a site for you to use. And they would say, like, no, I deserve to be on this. Like, you
0: know, so then you'd have to have. I mean, and then you. could. Well, they could they could be on the grown up site and and the open content site. It's just that when they file their community standards bitching that it's just ignored. Yeah. So like, like that. yeah, I mean, it would be again, unless it was some kind of criminal stuff. And then the criminal stuff should only be referred to the police like the, the platform itself would not judge what was indecent. They would turn anything over to anything that was. Seem that way over to the police to let the police decide as they should uh, instead of they themselves making decisions about this. And if it's not criminal, they say, then, they, uh, you know, you can write what you want. You can ign- still ignore and block people, of course. Yeah, you don't like or block sites you don't like or outlets you don't like or follow who you like. Uh, set up your own feeds. All you can do now. But you're not allowed to bitch or complain. You cannot complain or try to get somebody thrown off or, you know, you can certainly call someone indecent and, and t- call them a hater. But you, they will not be ever censored.
2: I just don't think it would sink into these people. Although maybe, like you said, if, if nothing, if they realize there is no recourse, then they would eventually stop trying yes. to like kick people off.
0: Well, I would tell like my mom to go on the safe one, right. right? And I would tell if anyone eighteen and under would be forced to be on the safe one.
2: Well, what I think what Facebook and and Google want is for their regular sites to to be the safe one. So when they when they kick people off. You know, sometimes it's it's uh, it's the hardcore, you know, right wing like the Nazis. But then they'll also kick off like the hard left, which is traffics in some conspiracy theories. And, you know, is this for, you know, socialism and, and uh, you know, hardcore socialist. But what the, what they're doing. So the hardcore right is dangerous for the most part. I mean, in terms of advocating hate crimes. And things like that, and race wars and shit. And the hardcore left uh, is not dangerous because they're just a bunch of fucking lunatics, and they sit around and and jerk off and eat pop brownies. and And who cares? But you know, awesome in problem. order to not sound biased, Facebook when they kick off a right wing person or or site, they have to kick off someone on the left. I don't well. think. I like so think all we're left with is yeah. mainstream because anything you know, conspiracy uh related if, if that's going to be flagged all you're going to be left with is stuff that's been vetted by abc and and in the new york times and they have their own agenda obviously we all know that so uh, the i think the point is to is to make the internet as mainstream as the fucking mainstream media is right now and it's
0: working uh it is working and, and I, I understand why there's a there's a whole bunch of reasons why they're doing what they're doing they, by the way they don't Actually, they don't really kick people off all that often because it's such a it's such a public thing to do. But what they do is they like put them in this Coventry position where like none of their content is seen by anybody. They can't promote yeah, anything.
2: Yeah, they fuck with the page rankings. And yes. then you Get less views. Yes, all that kind of stuff. I so, mean, they and, just lump you into the the whack job category if you say something that's maybe not yeah. exactly <laughs> towing a party line.
0: Yeah, or if it's modestly like R-rated content, you know, sexualized content, grown-up jokes. Uh, you know, the the kind of thing that we actually all find very funny. Uh, in fact, I saw that you, uh, was that you, I think, uh, liked a, uh, a a tweet about abortion, uh, was that you? (coughs) (laughs) I can't remember. (laughs) It was you. It was something about how, uh, some woman wrote how it was kind of funny about how, uh, she's sick of seeing, uh, uh, photos of babies and how people say how they take my breath away. And uh, so she got an abortion and literally took a baby's breath away. <laughs> 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 I thought it was you would like that joke. But, I might have. But I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose. I mean, that I'm sure I don't want to lose that person. I mean, there's the only interesting people are the people that are sort of edge, very edgy. And of course, 10 million people be uh, offended by a, you know, a killing a baby joke. Um, but I think that's why you have you have safe version and you have the grown up version and you can switch back and forth. You can have is a reason why you can't switch back and forth or change your mind or have Account count on each or whatever else it is. But there'd be just one where people can't bitch and they have to accept the fact like I hereby agree that I may, I will likely be offended, disrupted, triggered, whatever the fuck it is. And I can completely scream and yell, but I can never get anybody kicked off or demoted in their rankings or all that kind of shit.
2: I think it's a great idea. And uh, that is if there was a version of Twitter like that or, or Facebook, or if they simply had that, that designation, I would certainly be using that
0: because you can always say they always people always say like, oh, you can start your own platform where you can do. The, there are these other totally free outlets, but they're m- they're minor in comparison <laughs> in size. So I mean, Facebook has two billion, two billion users. So it's not the same as having like some guy with an open source plat- bulletin board with like 2000 people on it. It's just not the same. And then the other problem is that people run businesses off these platforms now and then their business gets their business gets affected because People go nuts on their business when they say things or do the wrong things or have the wrong, you know, political position, whatever it may be, people are conducting actually their livelihoods on these platforms now, and then they get affected as well. So it's a big deal when you get demoted, when you get demoted on, you know, there's literally business go out of business when they get demoted, like on Facebook. So it's not, it's not insignificant. So Facebook, uh, grown up and Facebook safe. I like (laughs) it. That's what I'm going for. (laughs) Man, I want to ask you about The Masked Singer. I know The Masked Singer is on your DVR. It's your favorite show. Oh, God. <laughs> I know it's on ABC. I just thought, I thought it was a, like an onion piece when they introduced the show, The Masked Singer. And basically what it is is people are... Wear, I don't even understand why instead of like just regular masks, they wear these giant cartoon masks. Like the last one was a pineapple head. One was like a shark head. I don't understand that other than it came from... The show originally came from Japan where they're a bunch of fucking weirdos.
2: Well there's the visual obviously the visual aspect. There's not a lot going on on the show. No. so you need a little eye candy. But you want have
0: a like the idea of like a masquerade ball is very mysterious and who's like, the hot girl behind the whatever. But having them in giant balloon head masks sort of takes away from the idea that this is like a the the sexual side of mysterious and more of like the Disneyland <laughs> Disneyland kind of kind of stuffed animal character it's kind of mysterious. It's super
2: jappy. I mean I'm, I had assumed this was like a foreign, like an Asian show that had been brought over or even a Latin show. But you said it's Japanese, right?
0: I think it originally the idea came from Japan. The original show was in Japan, I believe. Yeah. I f- well, I they love and the Japanese love stupid ass fucking TV. They love like absurdism. They're really into absurdism on TV in in Japan.
2: Yeah, they're not hung
0: up on like no. artsy stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> Like have you seen bug fights? No. (laughs) Where they get giant bugs of different species and they have them attack each other. I'd I'd watch it. Yeah, it's just like you know scorpion versus sucking some killer spitting cockroach. The
2: best one is the quiz show where the guy's getting jerked off behind the, uh, the, uh, 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 you know, a curtain, so you can see his upper body, but he's getting jerked off by this hot model. And what is it? Whoever you answer question, the coming, the coming is involved. You're not allowed
0: to. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to come. Uh, and so it's like who can last the longest and then the, the judges just oodle and gawk and, and giggle and stuff and it's so like, it's
2: whoever answers the most qu- right questions before I coming know. I think that's
0: what but it is but the worst part is they cover. They have a box that covers up the girl blowing the guy right so that's inherently the most interesting part of the entire staging Yeah, is that there's a hot chick blowing this guy and you can't see that so you can only see his face twisting and contorting <laughs> and oh I love it that's yes. the best part for me. yeah but then They have this thing where like the female somehow Japanese females have to pretend to be very coquettish and submissive and they have to giggle a lot. Mm -hmm. They could be a professor at a university. They have to giggle a lot. And and they have like the girls go, oh, no, like like, they're pretending like they're really been put into this obscene situation. Like you're a judge on a show where people are getting blowjobs. And you're, oh, no, no, what's happening? Like, you know, they're pretending to be, like, in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right, right. right, right. <laughs> like, oh, no, how did I, why am I watching this? This is horrible. Like, well, why am I, this is so obscene. Why am I watching this? Like, uh, this is your job, actually. You're, you sign up for the uh, blow job show. <laughs> uh, but Bass Singer, they, I don't understand. So they, they did the reveal, the first reveal season of the show. And someone tried on, on social media, tried to explain to me why it's actually a good show. And I gave up trying to listen. But the first show, they have people sing, and then they, they bring in like I thought the idea of the mass singer was they have Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift and you know Christina Aguilera, and the whole idea is you don't know who's singing the song. I don't
2: so, picture them volunteering. For no, the of
0: course not. But that's what I th- I thought it was like you're gonna get famous or talented singers, and then they're gonna do a show where you don't know who you're judging, and therefore it's you know it's completely honest, and then you're gonna see like some um, you know Celine Dion is being kicked off because she's in a tomato head because she she sang some horrible song. And so you're kind of like actually ripping on the talents of these famous singers. Then I realized they would never do that. Right. So the first singer kicked off, pulled off his shark head or where the fuck it was. was Antonio Brown, the wide receiver for the Steelers. (laughs) Like really? Yes. So random. It is complete. It's like, well, so it's like dancing with the stars, right? Where they have these these sort of D list, non sequitur uh, contestants, athletes, or just weird, weird celebrities. The second, the one the other night was, uh, Tommy Chong pulled off his pineapple head you saw the clip where Nick Cannon I don't know how Nick Cannon gets hosting jobs <laughs> but somehow I have no he's idea. just he's I knew when he was married to Mariah Carey why he got jobs I don't know why he still gets work but I guess he's like I don't want to call him the, the the you know the whitest black man that seems very racist but he seems to be the black the go-to black guy for shows for white people yeah. I'm not sure how to phrase that in a nicer way um, he's only like take it off take there, it off there's
2: a, a large portion of this population of this country that still finds a black guy yes to be like kind of a novel thing.
0: Yeah, or like he's edgy, inherently edgy.
2: Yeah, it's some weird thing like there's black comedians, it's it's not as much anymore. <coughs> but even in like the early aughts there's a Black, there'd be black comics that were like horrible at doing comedy, but white people would laugh their asses off, like <laughs> yes. they were afraid to not laugh. at I them. think they
0: are. I think the, I honestly think this is such a desire not to be seen as not to be seen as racially insensitive that there's a bending over backwards. I mean, there's still obviously much more negative racism against black people than there's positive benefits. Yeah, but there is that weird white people thing where they have to like would never speak ill of like a black artist. Just because you would be seen as race, you might be seen as racist, which right. is the point. We're not at the equality point where you can judge people freely, and Nick Cannon ought to be judged because I don't know what talent he brings to any any project. But if he's yelling like "Take it off, take it off," and then Tommy Chong reveals himself under a pineapple head, and then Ken Jeong, who's one of the judges, like they close up shot of him like grabbing his head like in complete and utter surprise and like he's just seen the lunar landing like <laughs> like in 68 like I mean just like he's like screaming like a little schoolgirl like Tommy Chong who yeah. you and I agree I think could walk down the street of any city in America and not be recognized by anybody yeah he looks like especially now he doesn't we're 30 years away from Cheech and Chong he just looks like an old stoner dude like an old hippie but
2: the hallmark of every crappily you know thrown together produced show yes. they cut to the same reaction yeah. shot for every single person that's revealed at when they were saying to these 22 year old extra chicks like okay you don't get to go home i've been <laughs> i've been involved with this yes. we're not going to let you leave because you're non-union until you really embarrass yourself And act so, like, you think you're excited now, take it up a thousand percent. Act like you're on meth and you just came for the first time. (laughs) And so, they show these 25 year old chicks, like, oh my god, I can't believe it's Tommy Chong. (laughs) Yes, what 25 year old person knows who Tommy Chong is, and if they do, would be excited that that's the guy? What 25
0: year old girl knows who Antonio Brown is? I I mean, mean, none of them, none of them. Like, they pull off, they pull off, like, they do this thing where the music ramps up, and then everyone's screen, they pull the mask off. And I know who what Antonio Brown looks like, and I know what Tommy Chong looks like. But first of all, I wouldn't scream, but I would just not expect them to be on a singing sh- singing show. So no, they would
2: cut to us like what? Yes, what the fuck.
0: And it's not like Antonio Brown's even the most famous football player, and Tommy Chong's certainly not. He's a D list at best celebrity. So it's not like even someone that like everyone. You know, even someone like it was like David Hasselhoff poured off the mask. Everyone would know who he was. Yeah, but people don't even recognize Tommy Chong, and then they're screaming it like, "Oh my god, it's Tommy Chong!" Like, and then people they watch this show and like are like, who will be the next big <laughs> superstar i would like a i would like a
2: japanese style version of the show uh that's based on on genitals so <laughs> they have a celebrity yes. and then so they show a chick bent over but just you know they, they she's wearing a mask or something and the same with the guys wang and they kind of you know it's like a 20 question thing and you try and figure out who it is just based on their uh, on their genitals. I
0: would watch the female version of that, I believe. <laughs> Although even that would become, I, ver- I think, very tawdry very quickly. It wouldn't be hot. No, it feels like, like a Larry Flint show, <laughs> <laughs> like a Larry Flint show, like a beaver shot show. Yeah, like, I don't know. You know, just like sti- still shot, still long, slow shots of genitals. Yeah, not going to not going to hold. Not gonna but hold you you don't
2: think it'd be entertaining trying to guess whose dick it is.
0: Uh, it would be probably I, por- I bet porn or, obsessed or people, people can. Vagina? Porn obsessed people can probably uh, judge us from, from stills I would imagine mm-hmm. It would certainly be better than Mass Singer I, I don't even understand like the Basis of this show of why you Watch and what you wait for I mean I understand t- like American Idol talent show um, Where like Your, you know, your amateurs or Supposedly amateurs are competing And then someone's going to win, someone loses and they have to sing And apparently the best singers win Or whatever, there's some sort of competition this just seems like people who we never want to hear sing or would expect know how to sing are singing poorly and then revealing these, taking these giant Mardi Gras type head, head you know, costumes off and revealing themselves to be somebody nobody recognizes that everyone screams at pretends they know. It's
2: the dumbest thing ever. See, I had initially thought that, that the suspense would maybe go on <clears throat> for a few episodes and then it would be revealed that it was like you said, a professional singer such as Christina Aguilar or something. But if you're not a singer,
0: <laughs> I don't know. then the
2: whole thing is arbitrary. Why is it singing? It could be anything. And then if, if you don't know the person from singing, right, If you like if you had to bet in vague, like I bet I can last this because, you know, you could sing like Elvis or you could sing in a high. No one would ever be able to guess based on the singing (laughs) if that's your goal. So
0: what the fuck is the point of the show? I don't know. I was even like even dancing with the stars, which I've never seen, but I understand what it is. It takes like Antonio Brown and Tommy Chong. And he was on the show. and I think he might have been, too. And forces them to learn how to dance. Yeah. For like six weeks. They actually rehearse really hard and learn how to dance so that they are not horrible dancers. And then they get judged on how well they dance. Mm-hmm. And I would never fucking watch that show. But at least I understand. Again, it's a competition where you have to learn a skill. These people are being... It's not like they're being trained to sing. These are just guys who think maybe they sing well in the shower or maybe just they got cast by the casting director because they were willing to do it. I don't understand this whole thing. It just makes me want to cry. <laughs> it makes me want to cry that people are watching. <laughs> like, like, It's like... I get if you're watching good programming. I get if you're watching sports. If you're watching this, I'm just like, what the fuck is? What are you doing? Well, I think what are you doing?
2: I had a theory that you know I hashed out. I think with you, it's not, you know, it's half baked theory, but you know because China is like owning all of our debt, and this country's spiraling into you know what we have right now, and it's it's not great. And uh, you know, in a few years, a few decades, or whatever. Uh, with the Eurozone and all that, we won't be the economic superpower that that we are right now. And if you look at Japan, I don't think when they had, you know, colonized much of the Western world um, and they were into uh, enslaving people and killing people, I don't think they were doing the weird, goofy, stupid shit back then. <laughs> I think they were into, like, samurai fights and sumo right. wrestling. And then as soon as they got knocked down a peg and, you know, they got bombed nuclearly,
0: um, they
2: started getting into... Perverse, uh, embarrassing Pansy, style. Pa- panties uh,
0: in the uh, vending machine. Yeah, <laughs> scroll girl porn. Yeah, and I <laughs>
2: think that with Trump and and Minuchin and all that shit, I think this is a sign of where we're headed. I think we're turning
0: Japanese. Ah, oh, like the song. I think I. I, I don't. Would, I mean, I would I forgot the lyrics. I would song. argue that we've always had idiotic show. I mean, we've always had idiotic shows. I just I feel like in the past. There was a certain percentage of people who openly mocked people who watched those shows. <laughs> <laughs> that it was like understood that it was a stupid sh- I mean, you look back, I mean, some of them were not, they were intentionally stupid or they were dumbed down. They were all done by, ma- produced by intelligent people, at least the scripted program. Like
2: Hollywood Squares is the stupidest show. Yes. Maybe ever. Yes. And, and stuff like that.
0: Yes. And those have been around. Those have been around. The price is right where the fat ladies jump them down for the washing machines. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the level, the bar hasn't been that high. The new thing now is it's, it's in prime time. so it used to be for like unemployed people in the afternoon or women in the afternoon, yeah. or the morning like the view, which kind of shit. But now it's in prime time, which means they're getting much bigger numbers. They're promoting it much more and they're expecting 10, 15 million people to watch these things. And I suppose they're getting them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean the shows are relatively cheap to produce because it's all it's not it's called unscripted. So nobody owns any of the content you know, the network owns the content whole and whole. Uh, they have to pay the, the judges, but they got Ken Jeong and these other people. They're not getting paid that much. Nick Cannon's not pulling them that much money. Right. Uh, I don't know. I just, it made me sad. I just saw it. And I, when I realized it was real, I got really, I got really sad. <laughs> just like, I got really sad thinking of people about people watching this, like, and, and then reading the stories on uh, entertainment weekly. Everybody's promoting the shit out. Of it, so they're spreading money around. Obviously Disney, ABC owns everything now. So, You'll have I don't know fifteen leading entertainment media magazines covering it like it's the best thing ever. Right. So the media is the media is getting paid to advertise. So they're in. Uh, and by the way, they no longer even bother to write these are paid promotional stories. They just do blatant promotional stories without mentioning that they're being paid by ABC Disney, may not directly for that, but for other shit. Yeah. like Entertainment Weekly, like fifteen of them just. Wrote, like, I got in my social feed like 15 positive stories about the crazy Tommy Chong movie. Like, who was under the pineapple? You'll never be, you'll be like literally, like a, a real magazine, right? Like, you'll never guess who was under the pineapple revealed secretly here. Like, what? So like, it's like, like a package
2: deal. Like, yes, you gotta pretend to care about this fucking idiotic
0: horrible shit. thing. <laughs> Uh, Matt, I want to end the show today. Uh, in our paintings at a bunch segment, uh, with something you wrote on MattRallison.net. Uh, you should visit MattRalson.net. You can see uh, Matt's inner workings. <laughs> That's scary. And then then forget Facebook today for Facebook grown up, you should just call the police on <laughs> Matt. There's something going on. Ed Buck doesn't Ed Buck's secret diary doesn't read as, as harshly as Matt's MattRallson.net. But you wrote a weird thing about doc, which I didn't really thought about. I know you had to think about nurses. We talked about your nursing before. They're gross. Yeah, gross. And then I think you just carried that same idea over to doctors and it's basically called pretty much almost all doctors creepy perverts. Yeah. <laughs> right? All doctors are creeps. Or creeps. Yeah. Which is yeah, you on know, the I, I, I sort of get the superficial aspect of that, which is like these are the probably the kids who grew up fascinated with the human body. Most of them, right? It's creepy. Those are creepy kids, right? Yeah. Although I think a large I would guess a large portion of people that go into medicine. Uh, first of all there's a lot more women now that used to be all men and there's a lot more women. Are the women as creepy or just the men?
2: Oh, equally creepy. I mean, I have delineated, you know, I don't I think a podiatrist is yeah. less creepy than a proctologist, for example. Yes.
1: But I love my proctologist. All,
0: cre- <laughs> all creepy. Uh you think like the all the Asian women flooding into medicine now are as creepy as the old white guys or is it uh, di- is it going to be different in the future? No, I think they're all creepy. I mean, depending on so for example,
2: uh, um A male gynecologist. Well, that's weird. Very creepy. Yes. I don't think a female urologist is as creepy as the male. I think the male gynecologist is
0: the creepiest man. I don't understand that. I assume they're all like the USC doctor who was asking girls questions about who they were were dating and and, and if they like to wear short skirts and then took pictures of them, uh, their vaginas and and did all sorts of weird weird crap for 25 years. And everyone like went. Oh, that doctor—he's so nice. There's no way he's doing the shit. I'm like, no, he's a male gynecologist. He's absolutely, positively doing everything they're everything they're talking about.
2: Super <laughs> like, creepy. And if you're in the pussy, which I am, that is the last job I would want. Yeah, I don't. It's, get it's that. not like a porno where you have the the one anatomy chart and then models come in yes. and start blowing you. I mean, <laughs> yes. you're looking at obese pussy, diseased pussy, wide pussy. You know, you're all kinds of problems.
0: I have never understood off
2: gangrenous you know
0: yeah i don't know, gangrenous vagina but i mean the the male gynecologist is always i mean i know in the old days it was only male doctors largely so they had to see a male guy uh, obgyn they just, they just was no other option but i don't understand why women would see a male doctor or why a male guy would be a, a vagina doctor well i don't understand yeah i mean the money the money is amazing i'm sure well why does
2: any of it exist so if you take me you take matt and, and I graduate college and I get I, I, I'm in a general medicine program and they go, what do you want to work on? And I go, uh, maybe hands, you know, maybe yeah. I can, some veterans or something, I can yeah. like, uh, change their hand on, yes. give them a fucking robot hand. And they're like, well, you'll make 15 percent more if you only look at people's buttholes. <laughs> and I would say. I still think I'm going to stick with the hand thing. And, you know, I'll just uh, downsize a little bit here. You know,
0: you know, what I've learned from my butthole doctor, Matt. No. The worst part about anything, any butthole visiting any butthole doctor is not when they uh, invade your butthole. Uh, to, to, to the thing, but when you're in the waiting in the uh, you know, exam room and there's a, like, a series of exam rooms next to each other. And doctors also have notoriously thin walls between their exam rooms. Mm. For some reason. They've decided that like they're just going to use cheap plaster wall between like okay. examination rooms. <laughs> I don't understand who came up with that idea, but they seem to be all in, medical professionals taking over old office buildings. I guess it didn't used to matter. Hmm. It's hearing the doctor with the patient before you oh. discussing the other patient's butthole. It's like if you're in the Hanoi Hilton like McCain and they're beating the guy next to you <laughs> first in the cell and you know you're next... It's like hearing the guy next door going, "Oh, oh, oh!" Like you know, like that's that's it's the anticipation. Hearing the guy next to you—that's the worst part. Which is what makes, and the fact that they're doing
2: that. So, if you said to me, like, "Okay, you're gonna have to like examine someone's butthole," I'd be like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna you know get some sleep." Well, it is uh, it
0: is an optional power through it specialty. You don't for. I mean, I guess in medical school you probably have to do a little bit of, but you're. My friend in medical school, I remember, said he delivered baby. You know, you have to deliver a baby. Creepy. Was, and he said it was creepy. He doesn't want to ever do it. He doesn't want ever to ever do it again.
2: But you're doing it. So how are you going to, like, I know the, so the conventional wisdom is people compartmentalize this. And I had an argument with a friend. Like, so you're, all right, so you're a general practitioner. You're working at uh, USC fucking whatever. And uh, so you wake up and you, you say to your kids, I hope you have a good day at school. And then some homeless person comes in and, you know, they've just lost their vagina in a uh, Sawzall accident. And you go ahead and deal with that. And then some other guy comes in and, and or you're working in an ER and his heart fell out of his body and you got to fucking sew him back up. And then you go eat lunch and you're like, I'll have the orange chicken. <laughs> then you do that another four yeah. hours. And you're telling me you're not traumatized with a hardcore level of PTSD. Like if you're a soldier it's a creepy and you thing. See your, uh, you see a couple guys, you know, cut open on the battlefield. Guys go to therapy for that the rest of their lives. And that's like two bodies. You're looking at dead bodies all day, blood, pus. You know, and, and you're, well, you're yeah. going to not complain about it and act like, I don't want to talk to you at the barbecue.
0: I don't even want that <laughs> rubbing off on me. I think most you, doctors don't, most doctors don't do that level of like, most doctors are involved in some sort of, superficial examination of patients. Yeah. So like my GP, I don't know, he takes your blood pressure, he tests your knee reflexes. <laughs> he, he always does that thing like, have you had a have you had a prostate thing or like like yeah, he goes, "Oh, okay, if another doctor did that, I won't need to do it." Like he's like very hands-offish like he just, like let me look in your ears. Like, I'm like, That's "Okay." That's
2: less creepy, but yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Surgeons. I have noticed that all of those guys, even the you know, the general family doctor they all have the same demeanor, yes. which is I, I, I almost I, I liken it to Eddie Vedder or or, or a, a Kawhi Leonard. They'll they'll make jokes because I think they they've either been told or just noticed anecdotally that it makes people less nervous or something. So they'll make jokes, but they're, they're very stern, and I'm afraid of them. <laughs> you know, I this always. It's gonna be a
0: personal thing for you. I don't like I them. Have been. I just feel like they're wasting outside of like specialty surgeons. I feel like general practitioner doctors are just a big waste of time because literally they go, I've been through this so many times. They just take your blood pressure. They do the things that like basically a nursing assistant could do for you. And then they charge you a huge and they, you know, it's all preventative, but they just do the same course of shit. It's a big waste of money. Um, but I will say this, Matt, I've learned that my theory is that uh, the, the more the doctors are related to an orifice, the funnier they are. <laughs> so, and the more they do internal stuff, the less funny they are. So like, uh, or at least not funny, but they tell more jokes. So yeah. like my dentist and my butt doctor tell a ton of jokes, hmm. but my uh, gastroenterologist, the GI doctor, no jokes whatsoever. Just humorless fuck. Right. So I have a feeling that people who work with the actual openings of the human body have compelled themselves to tell a lot more one liner tell a lot more one liners <laughs> because they inherently know they're in a disturbing business. Yeah. Whereas the guy who's doing liver or the guy who's doing your, your, your stomach or your whatever, your colon or your esophagus, he's just all business. Yeah, I think the
2: internal guys are the real psychopaths. Or like Ben Carson, there's nothing intellectually different from doing open heart surgery than cutting two conjoined twins apart. Other than
0: that's something you're real into. It's a <laughs> fetish for you as a doctor. You it's a medical so. fetish. Um, you think those are all? You think doctors were just the creepy kids who played with frogs and stuff when they were little?
2: Yeah, I think they all are. And and I think they're all disturbed uh, to some degree. Every doctor I've known. This is only three or four doctors. Um, they've all either drank too much or smoked cigarettes. And I said to this doctor, you know, why are you smoking cigarettes? Since you're a doctor, you must know it's bad for you. And he goes, what do you know? What do I know that you don't know? We both know <laughs> it's bad for you. Yes. I'm like,
0: okay, but it's just weird. Well, it, I think Dennis, right? like <laughs> Dennis in particular have a really high suicide rate. Don't they? I think it's dentists and some kind of, some forms of doctors.
2: Yeah. My dentist growing up killed himself.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, my dad. Said I don't think
2: doctors I
0: uh, and, assume, and presumably they make a good, a reasonably good amount of money, so it's not a financial thing necessarily. They just, I think, that would be a very depressing. First of all, in the in the very least case, you're working with sick people all day long, and yeah. that has to be depressed. That has to be somewhat depressed. I mean, you're trying to fix them, but in the end, you're seeing a lot of decay and and, and suffering and and. and blood and, you know, horrible things happening to people. You're not dealing with them at their best. You're dealing with people at their worst. I Imagine, like, I have uh, a friend of mine's sister who does social service work in, like, in the hood. I'm like, that's got to be the most depressing fucking job ever. She, like, has to go into domestic abuse, child abuse case every day. Like, just every day, like, seeing horrible shit happening inside people's homes. Uh, And she's got a very cheery disposition. I just don't know how you could do that. When she actually gets down to, like, sharing a story of what she's working on, it's the most fucking depressing human sh- misery shit you've ever heard of. It is. But then couple that with every now and then someone spurts blood all over your face. <laughs> yes. I wonder how many, like, how many people actually spurt blood in a given... Like, what percentage of the population actually spurts blood in a given year? Like, it's not that many. Like, well, most people, most people, especially medicine these days, it's all electronic. But, I mean, there aren't, most doctors are not seeing blood, I don't think.
2: You're seeing people all day. every ER, day. ER for sure. Your only barrier between you and their blood and immune system and yeah. guts is a rubber glove. <laughs> like, OK, here's a <laughs> here's a, <laughs> here's, a <laughs> here's a rubber glove. Stick your hand in this uh, outhouse pot of diarrhea. Uh. No, it's fine. You're wearing a rubber
0: glove. I think it's a hangout. I agree. Cent. It's disturbing. I think these are the kids like if you remember from like. Dissection class of the whatever fucking animal you dissected, most everyone, all the way, all the girls were grossed out. All the guys were like throwing shit or trying to like gross the girls out with the dead <laughs> animals. And there was that one kid like in the corner, the guy who's like looking at the organs, like you know, like he's just dis- like Dexter, like in the show Dexter, he's just discovered his passion, which is a fucking aorta, the aorta of the frog. Yeah,
2: it's a lineage of creeps, and it used, <laughs> it used to be before there was a whole lot of science behind it, but it's still the same thing it would just be like a guy who collected dead people yeah. and cut them up. And they're like, wait, wh- explain to me how you're not a dangerous killer. And it's like, <laughs> no, 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 they're already dead. I'm just into like trying to like cure a disease. I'll just, uh, uh, the guy that created insulin, you know how he did this? He just got like millions of dog pancreases and like put them in a <laughs> giant blender. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So on the one hand, normal. on the one hand, you did create a thing that saves a bunch of people's lives. On the other hand, I don't want to give you
0: an award because I don't want to be anywhere near you. I think what happened is was in, in like movies they started. It used to be like, of course, yeah, the the doctor who was doing the liver studies and taking up digging up dead human bodies was the invariably the bad guy, the creepy evil bad guy, yeah, because you just knew it was. And then they started doing the thing where they had to twist it, where like you thought that was the guy, but it turned out to be the really nice, well mannered guy who was the killer, right? Like the serial killer shows, all the murder shows, like there's always a creepy, obvious, like disturbed guy. And then it turns out he's actually a good guy, but then the really nice, you know, college grad, uh, fair-haired guy turns out to be the evil killer. Yeah, and I think that's just not reality. <laughs> I think in actuality, it is the creepy guys who play with dead bodies that are the killers. It's the creepy guys, and in like other countries, so you
2: go to a doctor in Uzbekistan, and they're just making shit up. You're yes. like, I broke my arm, and they're like, uh, Why don't you hump this dog <laughs> and then put a leech on your balls or something? And you're, and you're like, Okay, yes. you're the doctor. And, uh, you know, historically they've just, uh, I don't know. I think they're into fucking
0: with people. And there weren't, I don't think there were like uh, medical doctors until it's a fairly recent, like last hundred years phenomenon where they used to have like, it was just like, you know, cause there were no medical school. It was just like the guy who was went to college like, educated guy was like the town doctor. Like he wasn't necessarily hadn't gone through all this m- specific medical training, yeah. but he was like the one or two educated guys in town. One guy was a doctor. One guy was a lawyer. That's just sort of how it worked. The one guy was the mayor. Yeah, so but they the lawyers... They, they, they had read, like... Because they were very little... If you look at past... Before the 20th century, there were very little medical books. Right. Like, it was all, you know, leeches and shit like that and, and, and ointments and, gra- you know, digging up the sort of weeds and stuff. But the actual surgical... Opening up bodies, doing all this shit with the blood, all stuff came about in the last hundred years.
2: Yeah, and back then, you know, 18th century England, the lawyers like they had certain ideas and you know you could measure their ideas if, uh, against practicality and maybe some of them were bad ideas and some were were not but a lawyer has never said you know oh that thing that we thought was a good idea that was really a terrible idea like <laughs> yeah. uh, you know the three fifths law or something if they knew it was a bad idea a doctor you go to a doctor a hundred years ago you're like i have a fever he's like i'm gonna cut you and you'll bleed for a long time <laughs> yeah you know, we don't look back on that like, oh, well, we have a different sort of stance on that. <laughs> like, no, that was just a guy who had no idea what he was doing, and for some reason, it always involves them cutting you. when the best thing would have been to drink a glass of water,
0: the only homeless people got cut, up, got cut up quite a bit. <laughs> if you were like poor and broke, you got into a uh, hundred years ago. You were in a lot of like really horrific science experiments. <laughs> so at some point, they just gave like the, the you know the black guys in the in, in the military just like fucking syphilis, just yeah. to see if they could like just. That was like, you're right. There's been a lot of weird shit like in the name of science. Like if you in the name of science, you can do pretty much break any sort of moral law you want in the name of science. Yeah. And that's just sort of your backdrop for doing horrific scientific experiments.
2: Yeah. And those guys now are like, if you really corner them, they're kind of pissed that you can't still do shit like that. Yes. Like they're like, yeah, you know, the Tuskegee is real stain on our <laughs> history.
0: But the data is great. You know, like, <laughs> all right. Have you ever run into like the awkward thing where you run into your doctor not in the doctor's office?
2: Mm, I've run into my dentist. Yeah,
0: it's weird. Yeah, it was weird. It's awkward. It's like it's like running into an old teacher you had or something like that. It's like awkward because you want to be friendly with them outside the doctor's office, but you realize that they know shit about you. Like they've actually done intimate stuff to you and it's sort of like you were ra- it's sort of like you were raped and you've run into like your rapist, like yeah. on the street. You're a very awkward, stilted conversation.
2: Yeah, I didn't. I, maybe it's that I grew up in Alaska, but I thought that and I just had a conversation with a Jewish friend of mine and I was I was astounded to find out that his doc, uh, sorry, his dentist didn't exclusively talk about fishing. <laughs> I thought that was all that all of them did was talk about fishing. I just thought it was a thing that Dennis did.
0: My dentist does basically like Chelsea Handler's routine. He'll do Britney Spears (laughs) jokes. (laughs) Like they just, I don't know. He just, I think they go to like, they get like online, like, you know, like lit monologues or something like that. Uh, But it's always like a few years old. It's always a few years old. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I had a dentist, a a separate dentist from my normal, I was in college, so random dentist anyway. And it was final four, you know, March Madness. And he goes, uh, so St. John's, I don't think they're (laughs) going to win, you know what are they? The hot flashes. <laughs> and I just stared at him and I was like, what? Yes. And he was like, Oh, the red flashes. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even know you were doing a bit here. Uh, <laughs> can you just fucking just yeah. shoot me up with something? <laughs> All right,
0: Matt, that's our show for today. You got something you wish to uh, sell, pimp, promote, the prostitute, uh, any Ed, Ed Buck, uh, Ed Buck might be cooling off. This could be good for your business. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything especially happening right now. What can what can young black men expect to receive at your <laughs> your apartment by way of narcotics? <laughs> um, by the way, the, the, the amount, of, I, I don't know, I don't know the precise amounts of narcotics it takes to, like, actually be dangerous, but it seems to me, just from reading the report of the the crime from a year and a half ago with uh, Jamel, whatever his name was, a black guy who was <laughs> killed by the drugs, and it seemed to be a lot of drugs, like, not personal use drugs, like, what they found was a lot of narcotics, like enough for like to, for 12 people to party.
2: I think it just depends. I mean, you know, as long as you don't have some kind of underlying heart condition, like a Lynn Bias type guy, he smokes crack once and now he's dead and he was an elite athlete. Um, but I think your average person can tolerate an awful lot of punishment. Um, but and you then can't it imagine just that, lops off your
0: later years. You can't imagine that like a rent boy would have the money to acquire that amount. Like, I can see how they would fucking blow a dude to score some crack. They're not going to have, like, a party full of, like, drugs on them that they just bring to place to place. They're not going to have, like, I don't know, $800 worth of drugs in their pockets. <laughs> that just seems like, or $1,000 worth of drugs in their pocket. That just seems like that would have been where the police should have started their investigation, which is how does this the street kid who has no money uh, have $800 worth of narcotics on him?
2: Well, I think with any speed type of drug, and, and there's the physical... Um, you know the manual aspect of so you could OD on a on a you know a, a, a grain of salt of fent- fentanyl right but when you're actually having to get the weird crackhead lighter out i don't know where they even sell those but it's different from a normal lighter the torch and then smoke a bunch of shit like at least you're actively inhaling and exhaling and like if <coughs> i think with uh, what do you call it speedy injection stimulants and stuff like oh. if you've ever done coke you would probably do as much Coke as is available, you know, like you don't do some, like you just kind of want to keep doing it, which is what most people do. And that's when, uh, they yeah, don't. that's I mean, when they're Hollywood. That's when your Hollywood
0: agent ends up in their obituaries.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it is like, an,
0: it is an addictive thing. These guys, I mean, if you're
2: into meth and, and, uh, you know, shooting up meth, like, First of all, you're not like real concerned about moderation and no. your health at that point.
0: Also, you know, at some point, I guess Ed Buck's dick is going to be in your ass. Probably. And you're kind of thinking, like, you're kind of speaking of my dentist, like, when I have any dental practice, I just swallow lots of, lots of drugs. So I just know it's going <laughs> to so hurt. And I hate the dentist. So maybe that's for these guys, that's their dentist. They just like go, like, fucking shoot me. I don't want to know what you're going to do to me for the next six hours. Just fucking make me not remember shit. Like,
2: I actually, uh, was listening to a podcast and there they interviewed a guy that was almost killed by the BTK killer Mm -hmm. and he was one of these rent bully guys and uh you know he knew that the BTK guy wanted to get really rough with him so he did ketamine I think and he was explaining that you just don't want to be within your realm of yes you know you you got to be numb and just like going in, it's like going
0: in for surgery you don't want to be awake during that. you want to be like if you knew something you were gonna spend the next like even if you were gonna to have to spend watch a fucking Melissa McCarthy movie you might just because with your girlfriend you might just want to fucking take a pill and just be not lucid for two hours
2: yeah I mean you know but I just think you should because I've been criticized by a few women for um, maybe overindulging in booze but that's i just want to say to them and i have it's it's not a compelling argument but like uh like well i don't do any pills or drugs
0: so fuck off you, you know <laughs> <But> <laughs> what does that even mean
2: that it just let me get real drunk oh i see you know it's not
0: you mean you're you're like just an old timey guy yeah yeah you're not doing anything you're not doing any ed buck type shit i'm
2: not going to od on on Cabernet? No, no. I might just, just make a few comments about. Just your take, mom.
0: It, take the edge off. <laughs> All right, this is Lex. Last minute. Talk to you next week. See, rolling
1: around, sitting on doves. can my lie, was high on shrubs. Cooling in my Escalade. Man, I'm paid. I got it made. Take me to your special place. Close your eyes, show me your face. I'm gonna piss on it. wanna <laughs> love. I don't even know. I'll pee on you. Yes, I do. I'll pee on you. I'll pee on you. Sit <laughs> your body, your body. It's a portal party. And my pee got kicked.